0: The Lumpy, Lumpy,
1: Lumpy, 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 Hi, I'm Natalie Mills. And I'm Sarah Stark. And you are listening to The Lumpy Mother, the podcast where we
0: show up for our kids by showing up for ourselves. We are not experts. We are just two best friends and moms who love learning and laughing together. I have two kids, an 11-month-old son and an almost 3-year-old daughter. And
1: I have four kids, an 8-year-old daughter, and three sons who are 7, 6,
0: and almost 2. So, if you want to know you're not the only parent who lives by their child's nap schedule, then you have come to the right space. The way this works is each week, Natalie and I will have a yes, a no, and a hello for the week. Or in other words, something good, bad, and something random that has to do with what's on our minds after another week surviving parenthood.
1: Sarah and I have a feeling you'll be able to relate to our experiences.
0: But if you can't relate, if you can relate, either way, we want to hear from you. Tell us about it and email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. We really love to know what you think about the topics we cover.
1: Before we get started today, we just want to remind everybody that our very first bedtime after party episode comes out next Tuesday. Yes, in place
0: of our regular episode, we will release a very amazing after-party episode, which basically means it will cover topics you might not want to listen to in front of your kids.
1: Yeah, because for the most part, we try to keep all of our normal episodes family-friendly, but this one is going to be a little bit different.
0: Yes, they'll each be topical and next week our first bedtime after parties topic will be breastfeeding. Yay. Specific Yay. Specifically why we hated it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Do you have any rewinds, Sarah? I do. So I um my I told my mom about the joke in the, the Facebook um how she uh, yeah. Okay, the yoga studio, you guys both go to, did an April Fool's joke of like a naked yoga event. And my mom, <laughs> as, as witty as she was, was like, I hope it's hot yoga. Well, my mom had talked to the person who runs that yoga studio, and apparently people thought it was real. And there's a lot of guys calling in trying to sign up for it. Oh. No, <laughs> and I thought that was great. <laughs> I'm not even a little bit surprised, though. No, no. Of course, someone out there is like, yeah. Um, yeah. But also reminds me. I just want to recommend everyone watch Warren Stories on Netflix. Okay. The first episode goes into people who live in a nudist colony, and in, uh-huh. in like it's like a nudist town in Florida, and it's really interesting. Um, they just don't like clothes. It doesn't seem to be sexual or anything like that. Yeah. They're just people who are like, just don't feel like themselves in clothes. A lot of them, like they feature um, a retired dairy farmer and his Mm -hmm. wife. And (laughs) it's so good. It's so interesting. But Warren's stories on Netflix, it it talks about different items of clothing that really mean something to someone. And the stories are just so, uh, they just feel so good. They're like great stories about the human spirit. And um, there's just so many characters, characters on there that I just fell in love with. And um, I love that. I, I highly recommend it for everybody. Awesome. So,
1: Yeah. How about you? Any rewinds? N- nothing. Nothing too big this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You want to get us started? Yeah. What's your
0: yes this week? Yes. My yes today is this week is mom friends. So the other day I met up with a bunch of mom friends. I haven't seen in over a year because of the oh, pandemic. wow! Yeah. They are all friends. I met in a support group. I joined shortly after my firstborn daughter, Evie, was born. Um, and all of our babies from that group are three years old now. It's Aww. wild. Um, and I just, like, meeting up with them again, it just reminded me how I mean much, uh, how great and meaningful it is to have moms who are in the thick of it with you as yes. with kids around the same ages that you can talk to that you can lean on that just intuitively know how to help you and seeing everyone again yesterday yeah like I said just reminded me of this um one of my like for example like one of my friends pointed out how amazing it was just to leave our stuff around and know that like it was probably totally fine um because <laughs> someone is watching out there's enough people there oh, or yeah. like if your kid's running in the playground and but you're fussing with the baby yes um there's someone that's gonna make sure your kid's okay and and a lot of my friends are regularly checking in on evie and all this and then at one point evie got hurt like an empty swing came back and whacked her in the mouth
1: yeah um
0: and it got um my friend also informed me what a frenulum is which is that part um that's responsible when kids have lip tie lip ties um and so i think it broke her (laughs) because it bleeds profusely but it's not dangerous yeah I mean it's like as I was like okay do we need to go to the doctor like if I was by myself I'd be like "Uh, I guess go to the doctor (laughs) I call the doctor I hope it stops bleeding like I don't know but having their support there knowing that it was okay as I was helping Evie one mom came with her first aid kit another mom came and helped with Franklin oh and I mean it was just it was just wonderful it's just this community of support and friends and, and the mom who was helping with Franklin, I had I just I had only, I just met her that day. You know, yeah. it's just it's so nice. That's amazing. And especially when Evie was a newborn and I was new to momming, mm-hmm. um, that support helped me through my depression, helped me through yeah. everything, like just showed me with all the highs and lows that everyone did in that group every day that I was far from <laughs> alone. I mean, everyone was going through the same thing. I mean, the kids would go have their sleep regressions at the same time. Um, So basically, I just wanted to talk about that. Um, And I know that especially during the pandemic, finding support as a new mom is more difficult than ever right now. Um, So I thought I'd look into some resources of where you can find support, even even if it's through an online community. Um, It was so scary for me to take that first step. I can I know I seem outgoing, like I can talk to mm-hmm. anyone, but I am an introvert at heart, and um, yeah. <laughs> going new places, blah, talking to new people, <laughs> it terrifies me. Um, I like people, but I'm just like, ugh, it's, it's very hard for me to get that foot out the door, but I'm so yeah. glad I did in this case, and I just, I really want to encourage all the moms out there to, if you don't have much support around you, um or or if you do but you just need someone you can really talk to that's not like you know family or something yeah. that you can really <laughs> lay it on thick with these support groups are um i i just think they're worth all of the, your time and as scary as it might feel you just you got to do it i promise yeah. it's worth it um, so if, if you are in need of that support or if it's something that you're like, you know, I know that's probably something I should do that would help me. Here's some things you can do. So my, the baby and me support group I went to was at our mm-hmm. hospital. So that where Evie was born. So you can call your hospital and they can give you lot. They have tons of resources. Um, and though I know the baby and me group that I went to then went to like a zoom session. So they still had it. Oh, so there's still something. Okay. Of course, it's not the same. Um but as the you know more people get vaccinated hopefully these groups start forming again. Yeah. Um and then for online communities Patreon is amazing. There's so many oh. fantastic online resources from um parenting experts, parenting coaches, parenting psychologists. Um huh. one I know off, off the bat is called Curious Neuron and they're yeah. like a positive parenting resource but I know they have a big community of moms there too. Um and it's Patreon's a subscription service for those of you who aren't familiar with it it's used by all types of people youtube videographers webcomic artists writers podcasters musicians um like so many different people and one of one of the categories is definitely parenting and it's usually like you like the minimum payment is five dollars a month so Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty affordable and and it'd be worth it if you if you can do it um to have that resource have that community so, and then also a lot of hospitals also have breastfeeding support groups if breastfeeding is what you choose to do. And I know there's a ton of lactation um, support groups just in our community. Uh, you can do La yeah. Leche League. I think has them throughout the country yeah. uh, for as far as breastfeeding goes. There's postpartum support group. Baby Blues Connection is one that I looked into okay. when I was going through my postpartum issues um the closest meeting group they had was portland um which is a bit it's about 25 minutes for me and with a baby with colic that just wasn't really feasible oh. but or even with the baby blues connection they even have someone who if you are experiencing depression who will call you someone called yeah. me just oh. to talk
1: oh i love it was that. incredible
0: and it's all moms who have gone through this oh so that's amazing oh huge if you're a new mom and the baby blues are just really man beating you up and you think it's pro- might develop into something worse or if it is just the baby blues cuz that's scary on its own baby yes. blues are yeah. like so uncomfortable and awful mm-hmm. um you know that's someone you can always call uh and there are people have been right in there with uh, with you they know exactly what it's like it's amazing um, you can also talk to your OB to find support groups in the area. And then there's another one I found, uh, which is a support group online for moms of preschoolers. And it's called Mops, which I oh, thought yeah. was kind of cute. Mops um, is a big thing out here.
1: Yeah, we used oh. to have a Mops group. This is like when I was in high school, but they had a Mops group at our church for mom moms of preschoolers. Oh. But I think that there's still Great. one in our town I, I think a lot of times, or at least whenever I have seen them, they're like church or hosted at a church. So, you oh, know, that's if that's nice. not your thing. But if that is your thing that, you yes. know, for me, that was. A, if that's
0: your. Th- yeah. Yeah. So well, if I that's think that's your thing. I bet churches in general could be a great community yes. support. I mean, I know you have a wonderful community through your I church. I do. Yeah. Yeah, very much mm-hmm. so. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, you can basically just Google, like, parenting support groups. There's a ton on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just try to find the right fit. But I yeah. just want to talk about that because seeing all my friends just reminded me how important that support was, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning, but throughout your entire journey of parenthood and to have little friends that evie's just going to grow up with that are the same age yeah it's so fun might go to the same schools i mean it's yeah. it's amazing and just so anyone out there is feeling really alone there are mm-hmm. people who who are out there just waiting to meet you and yeah. they're going to give you a big hug covid permitting <laughs> <laughs> and well um, I think we're that- here too. send we'll send you some love if you need it you know
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons we started this podcast. The conversation was just like it can be so hard to connect with other moms and feel like you are not the only one going through that. And so we really wanted to be able to say things, you know, like reassure everyone that you're not even though you might physically (laughs) be alone right now we understand what you're going through and
0: yeah um you're not the only one who hates breastfeeding (laughs) yes yeah which you'll hear about
1: (laughs) next week next Um, week (laughs) the one that i would add is those are all amazing first off yeah those all are so helpful um if you have a library with a story time at least for our library it mm. breaks it up into like a baby's and a preschool option yes and a lot of times Pre-COVID, it was the same families and same kids every single week. And so if you're going regularly, you kind of get to know the other families going. And then usually after... The story time they have um like the kids get to play and so then you're talking to the other moms so i always thought like if i had found a mom there that i felt really connected with it would have been so easy to take that step like hey do you want to meet at the park one day or
0: oh, whatever yes. and so is you're seeing them them on a regular routine which is the hard week, part yeah. about being an adult if you're yes. not meeting people at work where do you meet them Well, Yeah, exactly. And I love story time because like
1: (laughs) neither of us, like if I meet a mom there, no one has to clean their house or get snacks ready or prepare activities. It's all at the library. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just, well, I love, (laughs) I could go on about library.
0: (laughs) a while but I know I love the library too there's probably even more resources there or book clubs or something you can do for yourself if you need to get away absolutely Um, I forgot about story time because we haven't been in so long I know but we used to do that we used to have well our mom the like so after baby me is over we have a group text now and we all stay in touch and then you know if anyone's going it was it's been amazing and it will go back to be amazing once we can see each other again But, um, you know, we all did meal trains for our second babies. We all did. I mean, it just we wouldn't have any any meals because we didn't know anyone out here yeah. except my brother, you know, um, who is also a friend. I want to be, be clear. My brother was like, um, yeah, you kind of use me as like an afterthought all the time on your podcast. You're like, well, I didn't have any friends except my brother. I'm all alone <laughs> so, out here. Oh, right, but there's my brother. <laughs> my my <you> know, brother. <laughs> no, he's he's a, he's a friend of mine. He's great. So so happy to have you, Adam. Th- thanks. Adam, behind <laughs>
1: the scenes we talk about you all of the time
0: yes, <laughs> and how positively. wonderful you are yeah <laughs> yeah <Yes. laughs> uh, that's so, so yeah i think that's great that's, yeah oh, that what good really resources nice. yeah. yeah
1: yeah all right What's your you yes ready today yeah oh what is it what is it <laughs> This is something that I have um, been trying to change about myself, and just like my general <laughs> idea of vacations or spending time with my kids forever. And my yes today is taking pictures with your kids, and I feel like this is really hard. At, and. I struggled with this for years because I had a lot of like body image issues for a long time. And so I didn't want to see these pictures of me with my kids. Cause I didn't, my body had changed so much with all of the pregnancies and everything like that. And so I just would never have pictures of me with my kids. So I don't have a lot of pictures of me with Ava when she was young, because I just like was so uncomfortable with that. And now I'm really angry about that. But what really, um, I started thinking about this a lot last year, even though I was still like, you know, whatever. It's still, I just don't like the way I look in pictures, which is, I feel like none of us should think that way. But, um, or I know it's hard to change your mindset from something like that. But then last year, Um, And I've said this before, but Nick lost his dad and grandmother last year. And so we spent a lot of time going through all of these boxes of photos. And I realized in that moment that like Ava would not have a lot of pictures of her with me or, you know, so not only the first thing that changed is I have started printing physical photos Every month because Mm -hmm. I want to have something I feel like when they exist on my computer, on my phone, there is a 90 percent chance that they're going to be lost forever, whether it's when I get a new phone or whatever, you know. So um, I like having physical photos. But the other thing is that I'm trying to be in more photos because I want them one day in the faraway future to be able to show their kids and their grandchildren when they were young, this is what your great great grandmother looked like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And so they're not
0: going to be looking at your body or this. They're just no, going to feel good that you're holding Ava. It's uh, going to be it's so hard to get past that
1: in the present. It really is. It is so hard. And so, and the other part of that is that if we're out as a family, I am just naturally the one that's taking all of the photos. So, Nick has recently gotten really good about taking photos of me with the kids. And sometimes I'll, because <sighs> nice. like yesterday we went to the zoo because it's, um, it's spring break for us here, which I'll kind of talk a little bit more about later. But um, And Nick made it a point a few times to be like, all right, you be with the kids in front of this sign so that I can have a picture of you. And um, mm-hmm. so he has gotten in the last like year or two really, really good about making sure that I'm in images. That's too, amazing.
0: Which, what a great support. Because yes, that's a I part just, of the problem is that
1: your spouse doesn't take the pictures. Yeah. Yes. And so he's definitely... um been awesome about that. And I don't know if I even had a conversation with him about it, or if he just kind of realized it. I do have, we have this amazing volunteer at church. Her name is Miss Brenda. She's kind of like a celebrity. We I love her so Aww. much. Um, seriously, she's like a ray of sunshine. She's amazing. Yes. And one thing that started to happen is I would put up all of these photos of Nick and the kids, and she'd be like, where are the pictures of you with the children? And she'd tag Nick and say, yes, where are the Ms. pictures Brenda? of Natalie? Thank you. (laughs) Miss Brenda. Miss Brenda. Yes. I feel like. (sighs) And she would call us out like she very kindly and politely, but, you know, kind of joking, like, where are you at in these photos? So she just like, really, I loved that she noticed, but then also that she was, she's just, you know, she's got my back here. So, yeah. So that's my thing is that I just. I I'm really sad that I don't have a lot of pictures of myself and Ava from the first from her first year of life, because that was my biggest body change was after that first pregnancy and afterwards. And so um, I don't have a lot of pictures with her as a kid. I have a ton of pictures of her and of Nick and her. um, But it just makes me kind of sad. And so I just like want to talk about. I mean, I, I just think it's really important that we're making sure that even if you don't have pictures of yourself on social media with your kids, have it somewhere because someday they are, they are going to want to see that someday, you know? And I think when my kids look at pictures of me, they're going to want to see it. Yes. Yeah, I am. Absolutely. The memories and the... That's the other thing is that now Ava's, Ava's eight and... So seven years after she turned one, I'm angry at myself for not taking pictures, you know, and part of it is just it's really funny. Nick and I look back to like, even when we were first married and first started, we've changed a lot in seven years. And so it's a little bit of like, I don't know, I reminiscing. And so I'm really sad (laughs) and kind of angry. So I just everyone, all of my parents out there that are listening to this, I just want you guys to try to to be like
0: intentional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's I don't normally wear makeup or even shower every day. And so when these moments come, I just I'm like, I don't want to see what I look like in the mirror, let alone a picture. But Mm -hmm. in the end, I'm going to want to. And um, I need to talk to Ben more about taking pictures of me, too, because there is definitely a lack. Um, But, yeah, I think. Even without makeup, even unless I – and I don't have that much opportunity to have my makeup on just right or even feel good that day Yeah. To take a picture. Um, there's just so many barriers I like get in the way, but you're so mm-hmm. right. I'm going to work on make- this. I'm going to be – Yeah.
1: I could make excuses every single time about why I shouldn't be in a photo. And usually the makeup and hair is not even a big deal. (laughs) Like I'm rarely, (laughs) I'm rarely have makeup or my hair done. It's just, you know, like, oh, this is a weird shirt. or It's too tight. Or, you know, I just like feeling, I don't know, but. um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Or you're like,
0: once I lose, for me, it's like once I lose 50 pounds, which is also a mentality I just want to get rid of, period. I Uh, want to, let's be active. Let's just eat better. Let's not focus on that scale um oh, yeah well, i love that yes natalie because it's such an important reminder and i know that we are not the only moms who do this yep <laughs> take pictures with so. your kids
1: <laughs> or have mm-hmm. your husband or partner or do friend or it. grandma or something take pictures of you with your kids <laughs> absolutely
0: all right all right okay. let's you know. All right. My no is the constant interruptions when you're trying to get things done. (laughs) Um, And this kind of tags along with the overstimulation I discussed in last episode. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have a really difficult time with feelings of frustration when I'm trying to get tasks done. And I am constantly interrupted by a very adorable toddler and baby who need things (laughs) all the time. Um, Snacks, mostly attention, you know. Um, Even if I do try to just put on the TV and get it done, uh, that helps. But it's not always enough. Um, It's overwhelming. It's exhausting. Uh, It reminds me, I don't remember where I read this quote, but it was so good. I think maybe it was like Janet Lansbury, but it was online somewhere. And it's Mm -hmm. basically said that taking care of kids is not what's hard. It's trying to do or accomplish Anything else while taking care of kids. <laughs> that is so well right? put. I thought so too. Because that that is when it all gets. so just keeping up on everything else. Yeah. So a couple of things I've been trying to do as this also ties into my perfectionism and just being hard on myself. Oh, One thing yeah. is be kinder to myself and reprioritized. Like when Evie was really little, I mm-hmm. would spend focused so much in just keeping the house clean because mm-hmm. it was measurable as I kinda of talked about in the perfectionist episode. Um so like reevaluating how I define success and how I prioritize what means something. And now that's the yeah. kids. And if I can, I absolutely do my best to keep clean, but if i start the dishes and i get interruption interrupted i try to set my expectation like i will most likely get interrupted let's prioritize the dishes what do i need to get done that i need mm, for yes, lunch that's... or bottle wise or cup wise yeah. and so i try to think of it that way instead of i have to complete this task no matter the screaming no matter what happens mm-hmm. it's like it's it's like um widening my lens like I can do yeah. just a few dishes, and if I get interrupted, also tend to my kids who need me. Um, so that's kind of what has been helping me. I'm not saying I'm perfect, because I still like, um, I get really overwhelmed when the dishes pile up, and also everyone knows I just hate the dishes
1: <laughs> I hate <them> so much, <laughs>
0: just with a the fear fury. And also, you know, Ben is someone who gets overstimulated by clutter and so mm-hmm. when the dishes aren't done and they're piled all over the counters, that mm. really it just makes our whole house a stress ball yeah. well not stress ball because that's supposed to relieve stress just like a stress <laughs> no, it's explosion a ball waiting stress. to happen <laughs> yeah. a vault of stress yeah and you can just feel it building it's a terrible energy You're just like your whole body is like Ugh. Yeah. and you feel like you need to walk on eggshells and it's really just the dishes but it's always the dishes um so, yeah, so that's just kind of what I try to do. I just ugh. I love that um, advice because then you're yeah. also I like
1: breaking down a bigger chore into smaller parts. And so that always yeah. like helps me feel like I'm accomplishing things. So even if it's laundry, OK, everyone, I need to wash pants for the boys and socks or whatever. So if I can get that done. Um, you know, maybe it's not trying to get all of it done because we have kids that need things and snacks and homework and music lessons and all of this stuff. (laughs) If I can do one or two things just to make it better, not perfect but better, you know, mm. or functional. And
0: laundry is kind of nice because like I can do towels where I throw all, I just have the two kids, so I just throw all their yeah. stuff together and I can do two loads and be done with their clothes. And then it feels <laughs> like, oh, that was accomplished and their drawers are full again. Well, yeah. I mean, nope. the basket's Sorry. on the couch for a while, but. <laughs> I have like eight load. I No,
1: I'm just <laughs> laughing about my amount of laundry. That's why I'm really oh, jealous gosh. about the two loads and done for the
0: kids. It's, it yeah, it's really nice. Well, I also, bet. I love that our laundry is on the main level because yeah. I can throw it in, get stuff done, and then yeah. not even, Well, they're smaller you know. clothes,
1: too. They're smaller
0: kids. So yes. I think I'm sure that That's I'm trying to make me- myself Wait. feel
1: better right now.
0: <laughs> so. I mean, I'm in my closet recording, surrounded by my own clothes <laughs> that I will not be washed. Hopefully, <laughs> they'll get washed next week because it's Evie's par- birthday, so we're having neighbors over. But... Oh, <laughs> but yeah that's just basically my no it's like
1: yeah. it's hard because it's a hard thing because yes it's annoying but no you can't change that part of your life you know it's just like, no it, it's so inevitable yeah
0: yeah that's yeah. such a good point it's inevitable so you have to learn how to yeah change your expectations change the way you view the inevitability <laughs> yep yep exactly um, which is what i'm working on because that's a big transition going from oh you know, I can finish this in half hour to maybe I'll get it done tomorrow because I'll be interrupted so many times. So and all it times. was was, you know, wiping off the counter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember when Evie was first born, the cat puked right in the middle of the <gasps> living room. And mm. my goal that day, because she had colic, it was very hard to do anything but anything. attend to the baby. My goal was to get the cat puke. And by the end of the day, the cat puke was still uncleaned on the floor because you know you had to hold her when she slept and she, yes. she's either screaming or nursing and yeah. I was just like I should I should have never defined my success that way because <laughs> <laughs> I got this baby this very this baby who really needed me a lot yeah I you know I, I nourished her I took care of her what where was that why was I waiting it on this cat puke maybe because I like didn't want to step on it that's probably part of it <laughs> <laughs> well and also, I will, yeah just cat puke sitting in your living room is not cat fun puke,
1: that's like a that's a multi-step process getting any kind of animal waste out of your carpet it's not just like Whoa. picking up garbage off the floor it's like there's it's like chunky it's a lot of work <laughs> yes yes
0: oh absolutely and no. you can feel the texture through the oh sorry you're yeah. a texture person okay nope done no you're good <laughs> we clean it up, it up a
1: lot of animal stuff <laughs>
0: oh yeah Ugh. All right. So, yeah. What's your no today?
1: So, my no, <laughs> um, you have actually talked about that. You've done this topic before, Ooh, but I'm cool. so I'm going to just uh, touch on that again. And it's favorites. Yeah. And when you talked about favorites <gasps> earlier on, it was the fact that Evie was um, like it made it difficult throughout the day because she wanted daddy so much. And, yes. you know, like this mm-hmm. tantrums because of that. But mine is just more like, it makes me laugh because I am no one's favorite in my house.
0: Oh, <laughs> so daddy is and everyone's four favorite <laughs>
1: Four, Yes. Oh, let me tell you. So we had <laughs> we have four kids and oh, daddy didn't
0: happen to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> daddy is everyone's favorite. And kind of like you touched on sometimes. I love it because it means that he is the one getting snacks because he's the one that. Well, no, the problem is if they need anything, they come to me but if they want anything oh. so like food questions about homework health concerns things are, they always come to me even if daddy is sitting next to them but anyway so yeah daddy is everyone's favorite um i used to be we used our old great dane wilbur i was the dog's favorite wilbur preferred me <laughs> over nick but other than that everyone prefers oh, Nick. wilbur the good night. Wilburth good Goodnight, yeah, that's what we called him. So, um, yeah, the three older kids have always really been the way. Henry, I will say comes back and forth. He preferred me for a long time after we brought him home. But I Aww. think there's just, like, something about Daddy that is so much more fun, which is really appealing to everyone. <laughs> I also tried to make myself feel better about this for years because I, for the most I have worked odd jobs here and there, but for the most part, I've stayed home with the kids. So, like, Daddy is gone all the all day long, and then he comes home, and it's exciting, and, like, so they have... Limited special time with daddy, which I think was
0: why everyone looked
1: forward to that time so much. But, I think
0: that's the same with Evie, is like she yes. doesn't get to spend much time with Evie when she, when or with uh, Ben, and when she does, it's like much more special. Like they make really intentional, fun time together because it'll just be in the evenings or on the weekends. Yeah. And with me, it's like exactly well, I'm the one who's kind of disciplining and oh, yeah, I'm not more am, so. I am I'm absolutely not, not
1: the fun parent in my house. <laughs> I am like, I am not the fun parent. You're my and fun I, friend. Yeah. See, that's the thing. All of my you're friends my and at my job, <laughs> I work with kids in my job, and I'm like the fun person for most of those people. So I think it surprises sometimes people sometimes <laughs> when I'm like, I'm the mean parent, or it just shows yeah. them what our household is like if I'm the mean one. But um, yeah, I had that <laughs> because you're both so fun. <laughs> So when Harrison was a toddler, I had this realization at one point that it had gotten like maybe somewhat extreme because at at some point, the punishment or the consequences for bad behavior in public were to hold my hand. (laughs) And it would create (laughs) meltdowns. (laughs) But like, how demeaning is that? (laughs) That if you do not follow directions, you will have to hold my hand. (laughs) And at one point, because that's what worked, um, especially Harrison and Ava both, they would either stop it immediately or they would continue doing these bad and they'd have to hold my hand. And it was like the end of the world. They would be crying and stomping along beside me all because they had to hold mommy's hand. <laughs> and at one one night after that, we were at the zoo or something probably. And uh, I was, I just realized like, I feel like... <laughs> maybe i should be more offended by this than i actually am that the the consequence for bad actions is just being touched by me but it's also
0: so hilarious like it kind of
1: works <laughs> honestly though like it makes sense because if you're hanging, if you're with daddy in a public place, like if you're with daddy at the zoo, he's going to try and lift you up to fit your head into the giant T Rex sculpture. You know, if, <laughs> if you're with like next to mommy at the zoo, I'm just going to tell you things like if that gum did not come out of your mouth, it should not go back into your mouth. <laughs> so, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not saying I don't get it, because I kind of do, but it was still yeah. just, like, this moment when Harrison was little. I was like, wait, I don't, I don't totally love the direction that this has ended up going into. So when I was pregnant with Charlie... I kept telling Nick, like, I get one kid. I just want to be someone's favorite. I get one of them, and this is the one. I get this baby <laughs> to be my favorite. And so I was like, I want pressure to be... I here, Charlie. I, yeah. I get to be the fun parent for this one, which, of course, did not happen at all. Because, <laughs> Harry, yeah, Charlie, of all of the kids, is the biggest fan of Daddy. <laughs> if Daddy has a number one fan in our household it's baby charlie
0: charlie come on you're <laughs> no. you're the last hope here it <sighs>
1: makes me laugh i don't take it personally but it does make me laugh so hard because um he said mama for a while and then he started Mm-mm. saying daddy and he stopped saying mama all together for about six months <laughs> he would say daddy but he says it in this way he's like daddy daddy <laughs> So, he's and he's And he says his favorite stuffed animal monkey. So I say, "Mama, Daddy, say Mama." <laughs> You're not even on the list. I'm not even on it. Say, "Mama, monkey, monkey, monkey." monkey? No, no, Mama whatsoever. <laughs> he is a. He wants if Nick is in. This is where my sympathy ends. If Nick is in the bathroom, Charlie has to be next to him. <laughs> Charlie will bring books in there. You can have that, Nick. See, that's why I'm like, maybe it's not really a curse. It's just so funny. Charlie's excitement (laughs) when Nick comes home from work is he, like, Charlie cannot contain himself. And I never get that version. (laughs) I think that's the part where it hurts a little bit. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when I w- when I had COVID a month ago, and I had to quarantine for 10 days in our ba- bedroom, separate from all of the kids. And for the first five days, no, none of the children saw me because I was in bed. And that's like, that's when I was kind of sick. Um, and so at one point, after those five days of no one seeing me at all, I w- went to the bathroom, which I have to go through the hallway. So I like kind of saw one of the kids in the bathroom, and I got nothing. <laughs> i didn't get a mama or i got nothing i just got a stare and then i asked nick like so are they asking about me are they worried about me and he just tried to like very supportively reply he said something like well i think that they're just really concerned inside their hearts and maybe not. <laughs> <It's laughs> there are not expressing it in any other
0: way, but it would just be a guess of mine.
1: I was in bed for ten days, and they didn't ask about me a single time. <laughs> so... <laughs> and I, yeah, I, this is that's the thing. Nick is like, if Nick is in the toilet for forty-five minutes, everyone's like, "Where did he go? When is he coming back?" <laughs> because daddy's the fun one. But uh yeah, it's just I I don't know. I think this week will be a true test of it. I leave tomorrow for a week-long trip for this big backpacking yeah. hike. So, I think we'll kind of see <laughs> maybe it'll be maybe well, it'll I'll be miss like you. the
0: rest thing <laughs> you. I miss having someone to send my favorite <laughs> reels to and, and all my clever clever nighttime thoughts. Yeah, that I just after I, a glass I, right. of wine. <laughs> No, the kids.
1: Even. I don't know. I just think it's and it, you know, yeah. Like I, Daddy, like Nick is seriously the fun parent. He does all the weird, goofy things. He has Nerf battles with the kids in the house, and you
0: know, so like, yeah. It's the same with Ben. He's a lot of fun. I'm like, do yes. you want to read? Yeah. <laughs> you want to color? <laughs> Those are my favorite things. No, you like- want to wrestle? Uh, Most of my way.
1: conversations with my kids are things like, "When was the last time you showered?" and "Do you have clean underwear on today?" <laughs> and "Have you done all of your homework yet?" Do you
0: have a snack? I spent in your this backpack? entire morning to get trying to get Evie to brush her hair See? and trying to be patient about it. And, and yeah. I was—I was very patient, and she did it. Yeah, but it I'm took really until before her quiet time. It was, <laughs> See, like how many hours? But that was my whole day. <laughs> and, oh gosh, she woke up at eight. See, uh, yeah. And why do we wonder we're not hours? the fun parents? You spent 6 hours just trying to brush her hair. <laughs> <laughs> like... Cuz I wanted I wanted her to make that decision at the same time I wanted to express <laughs> that she needed to get the macaroni and cheese noodles out of her hair. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's just it's I don't know if it's necessarily me complaining It's just me, kind of. I think at this point, I just have to be able to laugh at this kind of stuff, which most of the time I do. Totally. But I'm I'm hopeful that when like (laughs) the one yeah okay when I came out to visit you last year, yeah last year, um, yeah and I got back and Nick picked me up from the airport. The very this really actually did make me upset but the very first thing that the kids said to me was did you bring us anything and I was like and so I had brought them something but I hid it in my bag for about two weeks because I was like this is a little (laughs) bit rude that you didn't say we're excited to see you or or hello you didn't even say hello to me so I'm, I'm, maybe well, I'm too petty.
0: <laughs> here's what I'm hoping when they're all like between the ages of 25 and 30, so you yes. can long game here, they're going to yes. be like, Mom, thanks for making sure I didn't turn out to be a little jerk. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I feel very healthy mentally. Yes. Because <laughs> he didn't let me eat that gum on, on the I sidewalk. I am super and I really close to that. my
1: mom. And so I feel yeah. like maybe maybe when Ava hits the teenage years or the preteen years, like that's my moment to strike. And so... There you um, go. we we'll <laughs> <laughs> hope so. But yeah. So that's really my no is just the fact that the kids really prefer Nick in, a, in like an obnoxiously... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, Just obvious way.
1: Obvious way. <laughs> so, anyway, yep, that's yeah. that's my no. So, uh, what's your hello this week?
0: My hello this week is the power of storytelling. And it's in a different way than one might expect. Um, so, when Evie ha- had her lip whacked by that swing and she was crying, and it, I mean, it obviously had hurt really bad. Oh, she was bleeding. Yeah. Sh- oh, ouch. Uh, sensitive area to get whacked in the face with um, face Um so I felt awful for her, but it reminded me like as I was consoling her one thing I read in a book that I really loved is one of the best parenting books I've ever read. It's called The Whole Brain Child. It's by mm-hmm. Dan Siegel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Tina Payne Bryson. Mm-hmm. And it's just fantastic. It explains how our brains work in like a super easy way to digest. And then it, it uses how our brains work to then uh, talk about how we can work with our kids' brains to help them through difficult moments or even to help them, like, remember really good moments. And one of the suggestions in the book was to tell the story, especially after a really almost traumatic experience or painful Mm -hmm. or scary, be those minor or extreme, telling the story can help them process it in a really healthy way Instead of like carrying it in their bodies, which trauma can be carried in the body if it's not doesn't have like a healthy outlet or something along those lines, or if it's not processed correctly by your brain, right? So, um, so telling the story basically is just what it says. You're like, so you're playing by the swing, and the swing came back and it hit you in the face, yeah. And then you try to help the kid tell the story, and she'll Mm -hmm. be like, yeah. And then and sometimes Evie goes in this adorable little. I can't help but like laugh a little bit when she gets upset like this because it's so cute. Um, <laughs> but she's <be> like, and then I'm to mom, and then the sweet, baba, baba, cry, and it's so it's really sweet, but so sad, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. And I, I laugh every time. It seems so cruel, but it's also just... It is so... It's just like so, like, just like so her dramatic. Yes. So dramatic. And their face is it. all crinkled up and they're yep. just... Their mouth is just going up and down, but you have no idea what they're <laughs> yeah. saying, but they're very upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. So... So yeah, so I was like holding her she's crying and then and then I'm like and then you cried and then I came and I gave you a big hug. And a part of it too I think is like to tell them that everything ended up being okay. Like yeah, it was hard oh, in the but yes. it's um to help them understand that scary feelings pass, mm-hmm. that pain starts to get better. That mom, yeah. so, like, and then mommy came give you a big hug. Mommy ha- held you, and now you're in mommy's arms. And then, yeah. so you want to go through the whole story, but ma- really emphasize. And now, and then you want to tell them the story of that again later at another mm-hmm. to- point when they're calmed down. So, we did that with a swing, and you can immediately tell her feeling better, even though she's in pain, Yeah, which is pretty amazing. And um, you can do it with all sorts of things. One of my favorite things to do it with, with Evie is, so she, um, if she's ever having a hard time going to sleep, I'm like, do you want to talk for a little bit? And she's like, yeah, we talk about the beach. And that's her favorite story is we went to the beach last summer and she had the best time. And you can help them remember really great family memories too. And so we talk about that beach trip all the time. It's her yeah. favorite thing. Um, and we go over, like, all the—we went in the car, and we drove there. And she's like, and Frankie went, too, and Frankie went, too. That's amazing. And we got to the beach, and and, and a man helped Daddy with a wagon. She, like, remembers all the details, mostly because we've been telling the yeah. story for so long. And I remember it now, too. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So it's really cool. And I love stories. I love storytelling. And I'm um, fascinated— ab- with how it's been such an important part of human history and Mm -hmm. um, before writing, oral history, oral tradition of storytelling. And there's just, um, you know, so many powerful things about it. Um, In addition to helping your kids cope, which I thought was really cool. And um, sometimes Evie and I will come up with stories. And when I do, I just always kind of use her as like, well, once upon a time, there's a beautiful Rainbow colored unicorn named Evie, <laughs> and she lived in a small castle on a hill that was beige. <laughs> the interior walls were entirely beige, and Mommy did not like that. <laughs> but you know, and it's it's really that's fun. A,
1: that's a Disney story right there in the making. <laughs> yes,' it's covered in beige, the beige uh, princess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I took a snippet from the book about like why this works, and um, it's pretty interesting. It says, "The right side of the, this is from the Whole Brain Child, pages twenty eight to twenty nine. The right side of the, our brain processes our emotions and autobiographical memories, but our left side is what makes sense of these feelings and recollections." Healing from a difficult experience emerges when the left side works together with the right to tell mm-hmm. our life stories. So when children learn to pay attention to and share their own stories, they can respond in healthy ways to everything from a scraped elbow to a major loss or trauma. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, like, really I guess good. it's a, a lot of the book, I, I, it's been a while since I read it, is about integrating the sides of your brain, like, yeah. bottom up. And and then um, like horizontally left to right right, or right right and left like bring them all together and kids especially you know their their brains are in the construction so they're much more fragmented or or not you know they're not working together as well as uh, hopefully our adult brains are (laughs) at this point
1: Um, so one of the ways we use this kind of similar method a lot is with like. schoolwork anxiety because it's really hard when when our kids are at home I can work with them through issues. Like if there's a particular subject or especially with math, if they're learning a new kind of part of math, that's really hard. Sometimes our kids have a tendency to break down about that. And when they're at home, that's okay. I can work through that. But I want to be able to make sure that when they go to school, you know, you're sending them somewhere else and you are not there to help them with that then. And so we, we use a lot of storytelling um, in those moments. So like, Okay, so this was hard. And then sometimes we use the terms like, so what should you do? And then what will happen? So, and so I don't know if that still counts since you're kind of making it up.
0: No, I think that counts. I think that's a powerful way of getting them to see. more than what they're feeling right now. Well, and you know, I think and it's more... how they more, can work through this.
1: Yes, because I, I think when we do it, it's more so that, um, you know, we're going to work through this problem here. And, yep, it's okay that you feel um, confused and all of these things. So how do we handle this? What do we do when we feel confused? We ask questions. All right. And so... Um, so it's more like role playing, I think, for us, so that when yeah. they go to school, they can handle hard situations, whether it be with a subject or asking a question or whatever else, and um, kind of already know what to expect and how to handle it. So you know, it's hard. We take a deep breath, then we ask, a, you know, things like that. We kind of story tell our way through those anxious moments for our yeah. kids. Yeah.
0: Oh, I think that's great. I bet it's really powerful. But yeah, that's that's my hello. That's all. I just um, I want to learn more about storytelling and how it affects us on just so many levels, because I think there's like um, there was one thing I came across online that was talking about the story we tell ourselves about ourselves can oh. determine where we go and what we do a lot if yeah. we're telling ourselves we're. I don't know, just not capable or, yeah, or, you know, negative self-talk, as we've discussed, it can be really yeah. damaging in, in so many ways and start to infiltrate other areas of your life. So, mm-hmm. But if you tell yourself you're capable and you can cope with hard things. I love,
1: what amazes me is like the memory part that you talked about with the beach. That's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. that's really cool. Cause she
0: was just turned two when we went like a, yeah. two in a couple months. And so now you know that might be one of her first memories is a really nice memory, which is good because i my yeah. understanding is normally <laughs> memories are by from strong emotions which tend to be more negative like mine is uh, w- well i um I was skiing when I was three-huh and I remember being terrified <laughs>
1: that's so of the hill mm-hmm. i don't I don't think I can pinpoint a first memory
0: like that I maybe that's the really first one I can it, but... think of yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, maybe there's more, but they would have to be recalled in a certain yeah. way. Because your it's... pattern of thought is just so different. Like, I mean, yeah. pre- when you're pre-verbal, how are you remembering, like, just sensationally, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Complimentary is awesome. fascinating, too. Yeah, what's your hello? <laughs>
1: um, so for my hello... Um, It's spring break for us this week, which is really exciting. And so (laughs) all of my topics today are story based or just like experience based. I did zero research for any of these.
0: That's fine. (laughs) We're having fun. That's what it's about.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm literally just going to because usually we didn't go anywhere this year because I'm leaving tomorrow. So like we didn't want to do back to back kind of trips, you know, totally. Um, and so <laughs> I'm just going to rank all of our spring breaks from previous years <laughs> from best to worst. <laughs> okay. And we, yeah, seriously, we usually do okay, go somewhere hear about the worst so. <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah, I'll start yeah. at the best ones since they're kind of the most boring stories. So um, at the <laughs> top of our list, wise, <laughs> I know, at the top of our list with a surprising win is Disney was I think one of the best spring breaks we've ever had. I feel like Disney, you either go with young kids and it's awesome, or you go with young kids and it's horrible. But um, <laughs> what made it awesome for us was that Nora, our th- th- our th- th- honorary third member, um, was living <laughs> in Tampa when we went, and so she drove oh, yeah. over. And stayed with us for a few days and then went to the parks with us. That's amazing. Yeah. We only had two kids at that point and we had three adults, which was like a great ratio to have. So it was awesome. Um, That is a great ratio to have. Definitely. So she uh, we'll have to she bring went, my parents like, when we go. Yes, a hundred percent. I suggest <laughs> four to two. We're good. Yes. Um, she watched the kids one night so that Nick and I could like go to a restaurant in the resort that we stayed at. It was so gorgeous there. I think wow. part of what made it awesome was that when we landed in Florida, it was snowing at home. So all of the pictures from everyone at home were like them in the snow, and we were like, "It's warm and wonderful," and uh, we were yes. super obnoxious about it. Don't worry. Perfect. Good. Um, we're gonna we're supposed to go back at some point to Disney and I'm not a roller coaster person but I think our kids are at that point where they're gonna run and ride all the roller coasters but the last time we went it was um, just mostly meeting characters which I kind of totally oh, loved so fun. it was awesome. Oh, yeah. it was just it was. Seriously it was magical. Well, next so next time
0: you and Charlie get some bonding time so he can remember who his favorite is supposed to be. Yes. And the rest <gasps> of the kids go stand in long lines with Nick. Yes. And you Maybe. and Charlie just have a great time with the characters. That might be the best <laughs> ever. Every night after that I'll
1: just tell him the story about how wonderful Mommy was at Disney World. <laughs> so that this is another this, way we can
0: use this to remember that they will only remember Mommy when they're older cuz Mommy used their memory the way their memory works. <laughs> to her advantage
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right so next up on the list and our number two spot um we've done a lot of spring breaks to arizona because nick has um, a, a few of his aunts lived down there and his grandmother lived down there. So we would fly or drive and stay with them and it's always a ton of fun. Um, so I'm not going to talk about all of them, but for number two, t- a few years ago we took a big road trip to Arizona which from us is like 28 hours in a car. And we had three kids under the age of six. I don't even may goodness. not have even been six yet. You are so but ambitious. <laughs>
0: I you know, I, I love... would be like that just sounds awful. <laughs> no, our kids no. Are They're pretty
1: good in the car, though. They're like, um, and we had just bought a minivan, a used minivan with a TV in it and so we had movies going down. I planned nice. it all out. We made multiple stops the whole way down, multiple stops the whole way up. It was amazing. It was a ton of fun. I cannot wait to do it again. The Aww. one the one downside was the the driving was after, you know, in the beginning it was like exciting and kind of like an adventure and then especially on the trip home it was I was so <laughs> over it. It's so time consuming and one of our kids who was potty trained peed in the car three times and we had to put them in a diaper eventually. Cause it was just, which it's, it, it's not a big deal. It happens. Yeah, And so it was not the end of the world at all. It was just like, it felt hectic in those moments, you know? So totally. Um, mm-hmm yeah all right so now we get to the rough ones and i really only have two that stand out as <laughs> pretty horrible oh,
0: i'm looking these are the ones i'm looking forward to
1: most <laughs> yeah so the first one uh two years ago so the year before covid for spring break we just went into chicago we got a hotel the kids we realized we had done the shed aquarium <laughs> quite a few times which is amazing but they'd never really seen chicago because nick and i you know we've done chicago for us i don't know it's expensive and I like that a, like the
0: closest trip you took <laughs> to where you yeah, are in yes. India. It <laughs> was like the
1: most difficult. <laughs> well, yeah. Because I was eight months pregnant and most Oof, of what you do no. in Chicago is walk. <laughs> and so I was huge and so uncomfortable through so much of it. I wasn't sleeping well at night and you're in a hotel with pillows that aren't yours. And as I've stated before, I'm very my pillows are very <laughs> important to me. <laughs> yeah. So. It's Especially when
0: you're pregnant, everything yes. hurts. You can never get comfortable.
1: Yeah. And then Henry on the second night, uh, or because I think we were staying three nights, and on the second night, he developed this cough, cough, which was kind of weird. But then he coughed so hard that he threw up and it was not his fault. Oh. He yeah. poor Henry. Um, so then we had to like talk to because then we had to throw up in the room, and you feel so bad calling the front desk and telling them like someone has thrown up because you have to put all the sheets outside and so that was kind of a mess um we had so it was that we had like the small weird hotel room which was cramped it was so cold because even if it's like 50 which is kind of warm in april for us when you're in chicago on the lake it it feels like it's thirty degrees out when the wind is blowing. Yeah, it's so cold. Uh-huh. It was freezing. I was uncomfortable. The kids did not like to. They were still too young to really walk a lot. So, and it was so expensive. It's always expensive. So, that that was kind of a bummer one. Um, but then our worst one ever. <laughs> Because for years yes. I insisted on going somewhere for spring break. I love going. I just like I like having something to plan and think about after January and February, which are undoubtedly right. the worst That's two so months of the true. year. It's Absolutely. so dark. It's so cold. it's you through. Yeah. Yes. Something to
0: look forward to. That's huge. So, Exactly. So
1: if I have something in April that I can kind of count down to and plan, it makes it more bearable for me. So a few years ago, it was this it was the year we were going or it was one of the years we were going through the adoption with Henry. And so there was not a lot of extra spending money. So we decided to go camping and April is very cold in Indiana most of the time. So we I was like, we're going to find a campground that's south. (laughs) Oh, no. So it'll be a little bit warmer. We looked at the weather. It was supposed to be in the 60s. I was like, this is going to be fine. So we went to um, an Indiana State Park called Spring Mill. Um, There's a ton of stuff to do most of the time, but we went out of season because most of the parks don't really open until May. So the campground was technically open, but it was super eerie because it's giant and open and like wide. And it was us and only like two other people in another part of the campground. So you're kind of all alone. There's not um, like usually if you go in the summer, there's employees like state park rangers that man the desk like the booth to get in and out, there was no one there. You were just alone all of the time, um so it was just like a little bit weird. We made the mistake of bringing Wilbur, our wonderful Great Dane, with us, but Wilbur was a couch dog. He was not an outdoor exploring dog, so he was like really unhappy about having to sleep in a tent every night. We thought maybe he would enjoy oh, wow, it. Wow, a little, no, little he did spoiled. not. Yeah. Well, he was just like he liked his warmth and it was so yeah. cold. The days were bearable oh. if it was sunny. But at night, the ground is cold. We're sleeping on mattresses that deflate most of the time. It was so cold at night and then the kicker <laughs> was because it was out of season and there weren't a ton of people around you could hear coyotes at night and so oh, we would be in the tent and you'd hear them making noises or attacking an animal in the <gasps> woods and so Wilbur oh was gosh. kind of like he would sit in the tent kind of growling the whole time and um, it was just really <laughs> eerie there's nobody else out there so one night I had to like pee in the middle of the night because that's pretty standard oh. right for moms at least for me it is and uh and so i had to like find a water bottle and i peed in the water bottle in the tent because i was not going to go out into the pitch black dark (laughs) with the coyotes and uh and the freezing and all of that stuff so it was just like it was really, it was a flop. It was. We left a night early. It was so bad. And um, oh, I've
0: never had an ex- Good. I'm glad you guys got up and left, though. Yes. Like, you yeah. know, it's just not We've, worth it at some point. And some people have to stick it through. It's like, no, just leave. Yeah. Just
1: Fine. <laughs> we were you know. supposed to do three nights, and we did two. And we were like, this is, two <sighs> is n- more than enough. Yeah. So that was Absolutely. the one. That was uh it was absolutely the worst. Oh. And with break two ever. young kids. That yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So this year we just did um we it was really gorgeous here. We did a lot of geocaching, which we have accidentally gotten really into. It's kind of fun though. We went to the zoo in Chicago yesterday. I spent a lot of this week <gasps> prepping for next week, so I Um, it didn't necessarily feel like a vacation
0: all the pictures on facebook and stuff are so cool you guys are just doing fun things just spending time together you know like there's an activity every day
1: yeah it's all kind of close to home it's we've been to the library twice
0: (laughs) yeah totally
1: it's easy stuff but yeah so there's uh some of our just for anyone else who has had horrible spring breaks you are not alone it happens. Yeah, <laughs> we try absolutely. our best, but it just—it's not, yeah. not always going to be great. So yeah, yeah, so that's all
0: I got. Fun, cool. Well, as we wrap up today's episode, we want to hear from you. Please email us if you have any thoughts or just want to say hi. Uh, our email is at lumpy is uh, excuse me lumpy mother podcast at gmail.com. and tell us what are some of your spring traits? Spring break plans, what are uh the what's the worst spring break you've ever been on? Um what do you tell your kids stories?
1: Making good mom friends or where do you go to make mom friends?
0: Yes, how did you find your support or are you looking for support? Or email us and fill us us in um with a yes or no from your week and maybe we'll read your emails next episode. And
1: if you like what you heard today, there are a few really important things that you can do to help others find us. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can rate and review us and then share us with someone else who you might think who you
0: think might enjoy our show. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, You can find us there at Lumpy Mother Podcast. And on Twitter, you can find us at Lumpy Mother Pod 1. And make sure you join us next week, especially
1: next week for our awesome bedtime after party show. Yeah. Um, but even beyond that, we'll see you every Tuesday. Talk about what motherhood has in store for our lives and yours. Bye. Yay.
0: Bye.